Deathwatch. Welcome back to The Cradle of the World, a D&D 3.5 campaign by Deathwatch Productions. I am Brandon, the Dungeon Master. And uh, we pick back up. I had told the heroes they would have some time, basically some, you know, uh, free time to pursue some interests in the town of, or the village of Cradle. And so we'll do a quick rundown of the things they accomplished in that time. Um, so we had, uh, at some point, the uh, Mudsway had said he needed to go home and that he had convinced some villagers to help him build a small ship to get there. And then at this point, someone from the village had approached and told the party that some vain beard dwarves were in the village looking for the heroes to thank them for freeing them and bringing their, bringing them back into the world. Casimir had spent some time making some scrolls and things of that nature. Uh, Fenrith then had, um, cast communion to speak with his deity to get some advice on what steps to take next. Um, at this point he had asked if the danger to the South was greater than the danger that Rohan was sensing to the Northeast. And, uh, he had been told yes. And he had asked if they should aid the dwarves in attacking the hobgoblins, which he was told no. And he had asked if the party should take Mudsway back to his people and been told yes. And then um, Graham had gone to the two oldest council members, the married couple, with a list of alchemical items. And they had told him that they'd be able to produce it all in about a week. And then the players had gathered in the temple for Fenrith to cast greater scrying. And they used a picture Graham drew of that dark creature in his vision trapped behind the gate under the sea. And the spell was successful and they were struck by an overpowering aura of evil magic and chaos that stunned Fenrith. And then tentacles had reached through the scrying bowl and wrapped around the heroes felt as though it caressed their very brains and whispered over and over, Free me! Uh, Fenrith and Graham lost consciousness, and Rohan sort of zoned out, and Casimir was able to wake them, and they were left to wonder what ill effects they might be suffering that they weren't aware of yet. And so that's where we'll pick back up. Um, we had They had had some conversations with those dwarves, about the possibility of getting some help opening up the haunted mines. And I think that covers the majority of what took place in their little uh, free time. So now we'll pick back up the uh, right there where we left off the, the scrying. Uh, Casimir has just woken everybody up. And so that's where we'll place you in the temple. First, we'll introduce our players, starting with Chris. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm playing Casimir, Hero of the Rock, and uh, my brain didn't get caressed. <laughs> Hi, I'm Travis. I'm playing Graham, the Hero of the Sea, and my theory is that it was wisdom drain effect, <laughs> and I can go back to the old Graham we all know and love. <laughs> uh, 
I'm Justin. I'm playing Rohan, and <laughs> Rohan is anxious to get out of the town and start adventuring again. I'm John, playing Fenrith, hero of the flame, and I think that scrying is a bad idea overall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now we're a party of grams. <laughs> 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 be a good spinoff show all right so we had done this um in the evening and so it's now well after dark when this has been completed and there you guys sit in the temple um so what would you like to do well i mean how do i how do i feel right well there's no game effects but you do you feel very uncomfortable um kind of um violated honestly yeah and uh if i remember correctly the last idea we had was was searching around for this sort of chain or whatever to lead us to this thing well lead us to cuz it's the chain was draining the right. the gate yeah. so lead us not to the thing not to the entity what's but, draining the gate yeah yeah uh flying around on our our rocks like taking mud's way back as an excuse so we don't alarm people if i thought there's an eldritch right. god about to <laughs> right descend upon them and unmake reality yeah well in in, in conversations with mud's and based on his view of the stars he i mean he said that the lands he came from are that direction anyway the southeast and that's it's to the southeast of the island where that vision right. takes place. So. And that tendril that seems to be pulling the strength out of that chain continues on to the southeast. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> I think we still came to the conclusion that the boats he's requested, or the ship actually, is still a good thing. It's, yeah. We're probably going to want to be building up some sort of seafaring anyway. Yeah. Oh, is it the, the foldable the... boat? I've got that. <laughs> Just give them that. Which there direction did the uh, the haunted mines lay in? Those are straight to the east. Okay. Do you want to sail to the haunted mines? <laughs> yes, <laughs> and uh, make them unhaunted at some point. But the the following the astral link is a good idea too. Just if we find ourselves um, spinning around in circles, my vote would be to go to that mine. So we're at least doing something. Yeah, if we're going to end up waiting for the boat to be made, then well, yeah. just fly them. Yeah. Which is what we probably should do. Or at the very least, two of us should go. So you're saying you would just tell them to continue making the boat while you're gone, but you would just take... Well, yeah, I believe that we need actual sailing ships okay. very soon, right. most likely, because we're going to start encountering people that are seafaring, mm -hmm. and you need you kind of need ships to combat that okay but didn't we realize that we need to open up the mine so we have enough metal to be able to do all that yeah i believe so too but this is what i'm kind of saying we can send one or two of us with mud sway and they can scout the uh the human lands basically uh and also look for the this creature and then we can have two others begin to scout the mines and see what we're going up against all right, well, I'll say this, um, Graham. Well, in for all of you, in conversations with Mudsway, he's talking months, many months is how far away his lands are. 
by boat, of course, but yeah. still. Graham, in your vision, like you don't just show up there. Like you're you're swept along through the ocean. Yeah. It, you know, it's hard to gauge speed pretty fast because it's a vision, but it's really far away. If, if distances are anything to go by or the time it takes to get there in your vision, like just that spot where that temple is, is like you get the sense that it's at least weeks away. So even though we have some clue, it would still be like a needle in the haystack type thing as far as the distance and time. Right. That's what you're saying. No, I I think you feel confident you'd be able to find it. No problem. But it but, would take a long time to get there. Gotcha. Even on rocks. And what you don't know is if there's any place for the rocks to rest on the way. Gotcha. Well, yeah, I will. Um, I'll communicate that uh, to the group. Is uh, there might be a logistical problem with the rocks, <laughs> Colonel? <laughs> where are we going to land the rocks? Um, I managed to smuggle out my smokes. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll lay out what the problems with the rocks could be, uh, and how it takes us back a notch into uh, some uncertainty. So maybe we should aim in the certain direction. Um, the <clears throat> what was the the land called where we faced Mama Baga and there were those elven captives? Um, wasn't that like due south from where we are? Yeah, I wonder if we could stop and point. Yeah, and you like, also want to take revenge on Mama Baga. Well, we could do that as as a happy side effect. But no, I was thinking more along the lines of that that one island that we stopped at on the mm, way there. The one with the giants. So. Yeah, we could use that as a, a stopping point to give our birds at least some rest, um, mm. and then you know head more southeast from there. Uh, and as long as one of you has Mudsway, take you take the lead, and he can probably judge by the stars but yeah. that's uh what was that like a few days out yeah that was a few days out you um, have to multiply the journey by you know let's say 10 times because the the information that i'm getting yeah it's being tuned into me says we're looking at a, a journey of weeks and months we might know more islands on the way that we could stop and rest at. i think we'd have to talk to him about that yeah, yeah is that i think maybe that's what he's saying well like yeah, like <laughs> is that like, you're just in the open water. Yeah. I think that's where I'm getting this information is from Mudsway, so I don't have to ask him again. Is he saying it takes X amount of months uh on a ship? So given that we can fly, it will tr it will reduce it to this amount of time, you know. Ship can always keep going, bird has to stop and rest but moves faster. Yeah. Right. He says presumably beyond the island that we know, there aren't a lot of stopping points. Is that right? That would make flight a trial? Yeah, so what he says is, you know, he and all of his shipmates were fleeing their lands, and they had um, they had sailed, like, past the point of, like, desperation. Edge of the world type. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they had run out of food and everything. And then they got picked up by that storm, and he can't, like... Did the stars that point, change? At that point, he can't even guess, like, how, how far that storm swept them. But it had they had sailed for like a couple of months from their lands before they got hit by that storm and mm. then found themselves here. Well, maybe well, we should abandon that line of thought and just go for the mine. Well, if you still want to do it, I our whole career has been flying, flying into uncertainty. So, at the very least, though, I think that 
it will take a few days for us to gather the supplies we need to make that kind of a long journey. And in, as the villagers help us gather those supplies, we could check out the mine and at least kind of scout out what we'd be facing there. Oh, I like this idea. Not if it's full of ghosts. You won't <laughs> like it. But I agree with Rohan now, given the situation. Uh, if If he's months, like three to four months out from their lands, and that's even if their lands are still accessible. Right. Yeah. And I suppose we don't even know yet if this creature is in his lands. Well, I just, no, I, I believe that we need to scout human lands, period. It's, it was more of a two birds, one stone. Yeah. Because we, we need to scout them. Uh, if they're fleeing, that might be a good road to uh, walk down is get more information on that. Uh, but if it's like the other islands that we've been to, there's most likely a cult. Yeah. <laughs> or the other lands, not islands. But, uh, but in that cult, most likely <laughs> is draining that gate. Yeah. So it seems to be what cults do. Darn Colts. What do you yep. think, Fenrith? I think I've got this boat. <laughs> and I'll hold out this uh, little box. What kind of so boat we does could it use this? What type of boat does it turn into? Well, it's just a little skiff. different options. No, it it's like a, a little little boat with like four oars and then it turns into like a twenty four foot ship mm. as well. How long does it last once it's uh, out? There that isn't anything that says that it has a time limit. I don't think twenty-four foot ship is very big either. That's like a yeah, like a so small speedboat or something. Yeah. Maybe ten foot long, four foot wide, two foot depth ship, and the second one is a twenty-four or sorry boat. The other one is a twenty-four foot long, eight foot wide, six foot deep ship. Yeah, it doesn't say like that a, there's any time limit to it. Those fishing boats, yeah, maybe. Uh, can either yeah. carry four people in its smaller form or fifteen people with ease in its larger it's form. A bit more, that's a bit more than a fishing, like a modern fishing boat. Maybe like a small yacht. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I got this boat. So, Casimir, you recently got teleport, right? Mm-hmm. Could we use that to get us there? We wouldn't be able to take the rocks. Well. But if we have a clear, defined location by Manway. <laughs> just looking or, through the scrying into it was bad enough that's where you'd have to ang angle for on a teleport right well i don't Is mean that scene i don't mean teleport to the the gate yeah but I doesn't mean teleport to like a, a, a land oh okay doesn't get a little screwy though if it's it ill-defined at the end point the, the teleport that uh i've come into knowing has uh limitations rohan it uh it uh can have some disastrous results if i screw up the the targeting of the spell so unless you want to find yourself with your lower tor torso stuck into a rock like a boulder uh it's probably best that i have a very clear vision of where we're heading mm -hmm. and there's a good chance that given distance i might not be able to cast or get us even close enough let's see how far so it would be uh not even viewed or seen casually so I'd have to scry to the location. One to eighty-eight's on target. That's not too bad. I got a lot of faith in our twelve percent shot, though. <laughs> oh yeah, with me <laughs> moving miles off. <laughs> but then the other thing is distance. I could just plane shift. 
That's also true. But uh, given the state of how our world is and how everything's kind of uh, out of alignment, is there a way to peer into the uh, other plane that you would shift into before we actually attempt to step into it? <laughs> I don't to think avoid. I have a way to peer into it. Because <laughs> there would be some of that stuff that could be kind of dangerous. Uh, what 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 would what is that? Ethereal plane? Is that what you would be be plane shifting us to, or would it be something uh, just else? Just says you, yeah, you move yourself or some other creature to another plane of existence or alternate dimension. If several willing persons link hands in a circle, as many as eight can be affected by the plane shift at the same time. Uh, is there a size category to that? Precise accuracy as to a particular <laughs> arrival location on the intended plane is nigh impossible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what I like about it. From the material plane, you can reach any other plane, though you appear five to 500 miles. It's a 5D percent uh, from your intended destination. Uh, plane shift transports creatures instantaneously and then ends uh, the creature need to find other means back uh, or other means if they are to travel back uh, just says creature touched or up to eight willing creatures joining hands all right this would be a good Same time for your uh, like knowledge of the planes to pick out a safe uh, the safest plane of existence which we could go to I guess if we wanted to do this um, mm, not not the Forgotten Realms Ethereal Plane. I want just the planes. Um, that said, I can peer into the Ethereal. We know that there are Ethereal John. Oh, is it those spiders? Face spiders? Yeah. Is that what they were? Uh, so they were able to at least survive. As what do I have? I read of any um any planes that probably wouldn't destroy us immediately brainded with that uh role um and so what is your objective is to go there through a different plane yeah we maybe we'd potentially go to the safest plane we could which would be connected to the material so probably the astral or the ethereal not that casimir knows any of this and uh transverse it that way well i'll say that um <clears throat> your reading of the planes has left you more confused than knowledgeable. And you're not certain that something like that's even possible. So I know that there are planes and I'm willing to but, shift to them, but I don't well, know our success rate. I'll also say that you are aware of the fact that because of whatever effect the world is under that split everything up, that's made the planes pretty screwy too. So normal rules as you understand them might not apply. And probably don't. So again, is, uh, we can try it, but it's probably more dangerous than just jumping in this boat. And I'll hold back out that piece of wood that turns into the boat. <laughs> well, even if we use your boat, Fenrith, it's still going to take us a couple of days to get the, the supplies together. That just means two days of relaxation. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you're thinking. I don't. So that means me and Rohan will be scouting the mines while you two rest, I oh, take it. No, Casimir, no, I'm coming to you. We want to go to the mines? I want to go to the mines. <laughs> all right, so let's get some sleep. This? We get the, the villagers will supply all the stuff and we'll go scout the mines. Hey, can I get uh, one of you guys to 
cast something into the ring for me before you go to sleep? What would you like? Well, I got four spe uh, spell slots open, so what do you got? Greater invisibility. Well, that's a good one. What level? Four. All right. Freedom of movement, which is That's another level. good one. <laughs> well, I'll take the invisibility. And Thanks anyways, Fenrith. Would I be able to do divine power into that? I don't think there's any limitation on the spell, right? Yeah, so For spell I've got storm? that too. You're talking about the ring of spell storm? <laughs> yeah. Is divine power the one you use to tank up? What one does it do? One of the two, yeah. Yeah. Is it, it gives me uh, plus six enhancement to my strength and uh, one temporary hit point per caster level. Yeah, there mm. is a limit, I think, up to a certain level, right? Well, yeah, I can only have case. five spell levels. But, okay. Uh, I'll take the greater invisibility. What's your caster level these days? Caster? Ten. Ten. Say, so it it, ten is it fourth level or do you have a fifth level option? I have Obscuring Mist in there still. Oh, I was going to say, always I can do Righteous Might. That's my main tanky one. Oh. Yeah, that's I think the I'll... one that makes me bigger and then gives me strength, constitution, and uh, natural armor and damage reduction. I could yeah. put Teleport in there for you. <laughs> <laughs> just start If you do that with that was the old Graham, I could just surprise us with getting us there quick. I thought while we were all sleeping, I'd just... <laughs> I'd give it a shot. Uh, yeah, I'll go with the invisibility, I think. And Obscuring Mist always becomes useful as soon as you drop it out of your uh, spell rotation, so I'll hold yeah. on to that. <laughs> All right, so you guys are going to go back home? Mm -hmm. While Graham's sleeping, I'm going to replace right. that <laughs> spell with uh, so, movement. <laughs> uh, when you leave the temple on your way back home, as you're getting... Close to the village center, you hear a large hubbub. There's some shouting, clanging, uh, you know, some screaming taking place in the village up ahead. I'll uh, look towards my companions and then take off running. Yeah. yeah. I'll unlimber my bow and follow after. <laughs> what does the new voice of reason say? Yeah, I'll do the same thing. <laughs> Unless. Rohan's I'll start to, bow. No, I still can't use a, a bow. He just uh, it's all right. Just up take it. <laughs> okay, he lets me throw him. Uh, he needs some extended range, though. Yeah. Is there a magical ability that extends yeah. thrown? Yeah. Uh, I forget what it's called. It's like ranged or something like that. Or throwing? Maybe. I forget what it's called. But yeah, Rohan goes to unlimber his bow and sees Graham unlimbering Rohan's bow. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, getting it ready for you. Yeah, here you go, Rohan. <laughs> you should put Rohan's bow onto the gnomish device. <laughs> I've been thinking all these last couple weeks how I need to come up with some new logic for using that on the regular. Because <laughs> I like using that thing. <laughs> but now common sense would dictate <laughs> that it's too dangerous. I've been trying to figure out how we might use it safely, though, because it is undeniably useful to recharge your charges. How can you deny it, Rohan? <laughs> Why are you denying what, the it? The worst that's happened is a flaming horse. I, I will say that, that was not pleasant. <laughs> it all worked out. All right. So you guys take off running up, a, up into the village. And when you get there, you can see um, close to the council hall, um, <clears throat> as you come around, you know, out of the trees, towards that open area in the village center, you see the massive 
familiar figure of Nazus, and he's all armored and armed. And to either side of him is a line, well, in front of him is a line of elven um, militia, and they've got their armor on and their pole arms, and they're facing off against the dwarves. The the um, the leader of the dwarves, and he's got his kin to either side of him, and um, you know they're actually in the midst of a sort of a fight. Like the elves are trying to keep the dwarves back with their pole arms, and the dwarf is screaming like, "It's a minotaur for crying out loud! Uh, what's the matter with you?" And uh, the mayor is there, and she's in her nightgown and bare feet, and she obviously came from her house. And she's trying to, you know, get everybody's attention and say, let's calm down. But the dwarves are clearly like they had spent most of the day drinking and (laughs) they're not listening to her. And Nazus is trying to keep the militiamen from actually harming the dwarves. And he's just like, just keep them at bay until we've had time to explain. I'm not your enemy. But that's what you see. Is there a um, fire or something like torches out here? Yeah, I mean it, it's a village center, and the dwarves apparently had decided they were just going to sleep out here anyway, and so they've got like a fire going, and you know there's good moonlight out, so it's it's not difficult to see. Really make themselves all. Can I use that <laughs> ring to cast pyrotechnics on the fire? Yeah. Is not chaotic enough out here. Yeah. Why <laughs> <laughs> um, that change? It's like, are you yeah. already chaotic? <laughs> well, yeah. Are you lawful? I forget. No, it's chaotic. So chaotic, good. Okay, yeah. So this, this is, right is the right alley. path. Yeah, yeah. because uh, <laughs> cast fireworks then rather than the smoking cloud. So they're flashy, fiery, momentary bursts of glowing colored aerial lights causes yeah. creatures within 120 feet of the fire to become blinded for 1d4 plus 1 rounds will save, okay. will negate. All right. Yeah, let me... Um, How close are we? <laughs> we just got to trust faces work in mysterious ways. Mm. <laughs> All right. And then... I'm just I'm just completely expecting uh, Fenrith to also blind us with this. <laughs> so... <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you cast that Fenrith, and then, uh, you know, these bursts of light shoot out of the fire there up into the sky and explode in bright, dazzling colors. And the dwarves are like, ah, minutes are magic. And they're obviously blinded. And so they lose what discipline they had, and they just start wildly swinging. Mostly they're hitting each other, so their, their hammers and their... Their their maces are clanging off each other's shields and armor, and uh, you know the the leader there. He's like, "We're overrun," <laughs> and uh, the elves themselves. We've been waylaid. <laughs> yeah, the elves uh, they're they're blinded too, so they're like you know waving their pole arms out in front of them, trying to find something to make contact with, and tripping on each other. And um, Nazus is not blinded, and he's like. Everybody get a hold of yourselves. <laughs> and at this point, like uh, the mayor, she finally gets everybody's attention. She's just like, everybody just stop. Just stop. What is the meaning of all this? And then so the the uh, leader of the dwarves, Vainbeard, he's like, there's that Minotaur in the midst of your village. We're trying to defend you. Everybody knows they're evil to their very core. <laughs> She's like, no, 
he's a friend of ours and he's been very helpful to us. And uh, so she's trying to explain. And, um, you know, a couple of the dwarves, they're like, they're still wildly swinging around. But, um, you know, the other ones have tripped and fallen by now and they're trying to get back to their feet. But the leader is like, um, he's finally stopped. And so he gets his kin to calm down. He's like, all right, all right, let's talk about this. But he's clearly sending a, you know, un, untrusting glare at Nazus, uh, who for his part is not taking the bait. He's just standing there, implacable, um, not making any moves. But, but yeah, they do, they do eventually calm down. And uh, the leader of the dwarves looks to you, Fenrith, when he sees you guys back there. He's like, is this true? Is he a friend? Indeed he is. Indeed he is. Yeah. Fist bump Fenrith. (laughs) Yeah. You elves, you elves keep odd friends. I'll say that. It's all I, him, and say, indeed we do. Well, if he's, if you give us your word, then we'll believe you. And we'll apologize for overreacting, good Minotaur. (laughs) As we appreciate the intent to protect the village, as it, the uh, your generosity does not go unnoticed. Yeah, we, yeah, we just thought he was sneaking in. We thought he was up to no good, as all Minotaurs always are. <laughs> but uh, if you say, probably he's under an elven spell. That makes sense. He's under an elven <laughs> spell. Yeah, he's really an elf underneath. Just remember that. Well, dwarves um, are never confused about alignment. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's, you know, eventually everybody calms themselves down and the dwarves, like, you know, they get back down to where they were camped and you start passing a clay jug around again. But um, but that that leader there, he does offer Nazus to sit with them and share and their drink and and so he does and then the militia goes back on patrol and they head off towards the beach graham a drunken and fight drink out with there. them and make sure they don't get into any more fights <laughs> i was thinking that uh, i'm not sure about the minotaur myself i think i might sit down and ask to partake i won't drink nearly as much as mm-hmm. to get drunk but i will take a couple sips i'll also bust out my tobacco what remains of it Okay. And see if they, they want to smoke. Yeah, they, they're they more than happy to have you sit with them. And they have their own tobacco as well that they offer to share. Oh, yeah. Dwarven tobacco. You know that's strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like not technically it tobacco. The enamel off your teeth. Your right, teeth. like you look at it. and <laughs> it, I mean, that's what they call it, but it's clearly made of some... It's just a piece of rock. Uh, underground like fun, fungi of some uh, sort. Dwarven <laughs> speed. Okay. <laughs> I feel like mining now. <laughs> Work in the forge for 12 days. <laughs> With my face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so what do the rest of you want to do? Uh, I think I'll head back to the hero house. Okay. Yeah, I'll go with him. Um, I had been researching wraiths and other ghosts and stuff in the... In our library, uh, what kind of information did I find on what kind of attacks harm them? Did you succeed your ch- your search? Can't I remember. thought I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just going to look into trying to gather some resources for that. 
Okay. Or at least start getting people creating them. Right. So you did find enough information to to learn that um, you know that uh, th- those ones who that aren't fully on the material plane, <clears throat> they're still weak to like force force attacks. You know. Yeah. Um, like a magic missile, that sort of thing. Um, there's some enchantments that can be put on weapons. There's some spells that can temporarily make weapons able to hurt them. I also believe, uh, though we've just confirmed that it's dangerous, I believe plane shift would also work for putting us all into their plane. that's true, too. If, like, you know, if you can get to the ethereal plane, then generally... uh, Okay. Um, Is is there any kind of mundane effects that might be able to use? I know that um, we'll probably need quite a bit of like extra light or something like that in the down there. And <laughs> um, yeah, you got your permanent dark vision now, but uh, generally like um, people like Fenrith uh, can have some effect on them with their, like, some, like, like turn undead, that sort of thing. Okay. Um, as far as mundane. Um, yeah. So I guess you, you could find out that um, what is it? Uh, I've got my silver arrows, but if if there's any kind of what is the kind of okay. material that'll there's like a kind of material to make weapons out of that will what is it? Um, see if I can Let's find see. it. That. Uh, cold iron is that what it that was? I know that works on demons. Yeah, fey creatures. Um, silver it is for like lycanthropes. No, okay, so there wasn't a material that'll do it. Yeah, so I don't know if there's any mundane one. Is there any mundane ones anybody can think of? Mundane what? For combating ghosts or various okay, undead. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The incorporeal, incorporeal. Yeah, the best I can remember is just standard magic weapons if you don't have, like, ghost touch or yeah. something I mean, else, and that's, like, 50%. 50% yeah. yeah. But there's no... Like substance, I have a vague memory of it, but maybe it wasn't. Yeah, I think I'm thinking of um, the alchemical silver that you can treat your weapons with to fight yeah. vampires and lycanthropes. But yeah. just douse some holy water. But holy water is freaking expensive. If that was the case, so. so yeah, ghost touch, force effects. Me and Fenris fingers are all like raw and bloodied from grinding. <laughs> what was it? Five pounds? I forget how many. No, it was yeah. twenty pounds or something. It was some crazy amount. It was like twenty twenty-five pounds. Casting. <laughs> Why did the gods need so much silver? I think it's still there though, right? It's permanent once cast. What the holy it? water? Your, your holy water spell or is it permanent once yeah. cast? Yeah, yep. so it's still there. He can still use it for scrying. Yeah. Not that he would want to anytime soon, probably, but... Nope. Why is daylight good against the wraith? I think it stuns him, right? Is that what it is? Just the wraith, or is it... Yeah, it's like them entering into it. It's mm. like uh, goblins with dark vision. Uh, I think it might have some other component. I know it does wraith. I think it might also affect ghosts. So, nope. Graham, you need to steal Fenris' ring of spell storing. Yeah. Then you can cast Dark Vision and make it permanent on yourself. <laughs> nice. Maybe I will. We can pass around the the rings. And Although I guess I don't necessarily need Dark Vision anymore. Oh, yeah, that's right. You can uh, 
you can see uh well it's was it daredevil vision yeah well i um i'm not seeing anything or thinking of anything no nope. the only thing i'm i can think of is if you're an ac dependent tank or something like that then i guess we'll need lots of mage armors prepped up and shield shield uh, i already, i have a wand of magic missiles so i can <laughs> contribute you know that's a, yeah i can i can prepare a crap ton of magic missile and then I got 50% mischance on my non-sneak attacking dagger, so... Is my... Probably heal and do magic missiles. If I hit with my trident, what is my element? Is it force? Would that still do full damage, in theory? Or is it actually a different element, and that's just what you put it down as? Um, yeah, that's just what I could put it down, because they didn't okay. have one for Earth. Well, I think they technically do. It just overlaps with Justin's, because I believe lightning is technically Earth in D D. Well it's one of those weird ones because actually shock. Was it you have two versions of let me let me look at your of acid. One's water and the other's air because yeah. one's gaseous. Yeah. Hang on, let me look. Um all right, so I guess weren't there treatments for weapons? No, it is force, yeah. Like a it is force. Okay. Like the equivalent of a potion that would treat it and such. You know how you can get like you they have those magic weapon spells? Mm-hmm. Isn't there Mm. A ghost touch spell. There's oil. Yeah, there is. There's oils, oils you can put on. Let me see if I can find it. It would. I think it would still require there's, item creation, right? Though it's not something we could have the alchemists on our cleric town uh, level three transmutation ghost touch weapon. Yeah, and they also have armor too. Ghost form. What's the duration on it? I mean, we might be able to get by without it's one rounds. minute per level. Oh, is it rounds or minutes? We we got different answers. Ghost touch weapon is. One minute slash level. I don't know if it does the same thing. I'm just I'm reading it still. And so fourteen minutes if it came from. Yeah, ghost touch weapon uh, makes a weapon magically capable of dealing damage normally to incorporeal I've also creatures. Got spiritual weapon, which is force. Yeah. yeah, which is force. Is that one is rounds though? So one of the things that I'll do for the rest of the day is uh, use up the last um, spell slot that I have for. Or um, writing in my spell book for right now to get magic missile. Okay. I will scoff at your general direction that you didn't have <laughs> magic missile already. <laughs> hey, I've only got six spells, seven spells. I'm only level three. And I've only had seven days to... Actually, I still need to make a spellcraft check to see if I even can. And then there's ghost touch armor, which is one minute a level as well. And it allows you to defend normally. Yeah, I got it. Against uh, against ghosts. And that one is level 2 cleric or sorcerer. So me and John can prepare that, even though it has some manic components, so it's going to fail whenever I cast it. <laughs> but that might also be something that you uh, might want to technically put into the ring instead of invisibility if we're going up against ghosts. Cause... Yeah, we'll sort it out, I guess, when we depart with the final... I could just have you guys cast those. What's the uh, what's the level two for Ghost Touch armor? Yeah, uh, Ghost Touch weapons a lot higher. Well, no, it's not. It's level three, uh, so it's one higher. Well, I guess I could do one of each. But uh, I think it. Let's see, because it has a range on it. It's it's close range. I'm trying to see if it works like haste. I'm not sure. I don't think it does. Is it touch? Can't you? It's close oh, for a Ghost remember. Touch weapon. It's close. So it's 25 mm. feet plus five feet. Uh, every two levels 
I think it's just so that way you can make a weapon yeah. at a distance, uh, ghost touch. There's a ghost trap as well. Mm -hmm. One minute per level as uh, energy ripples outwards from you, rendering solid the insubstantial zone. So you are surrounded by a field of energy that negates incorporeality. Uh, that sounds like a good one. The field is five feet per caster level. All incorporeal creatures in this field become corporal. Creatures cannot turn ethereal while in this area, and ethereal creatures cannot enter or affect the plane. Uh, this spell was cast in while in this field, although I don't have those in my spell list for some reason. Oh, man, I can't be tripped. So, and then we could have see invisibility, which is a level two sorcerer spell. I'm trying to see if I think it doesn't have a. Yeah, it just has a standard duration, so it's not concentration, and that allows you to see into the ethereal mm. as well. You can't affect it, but you can see into it. Uh, spell does not reveal one. So that'd be a good one to have. All right. I could make it permanent on myself. Yeah, it looks like there are quite a few undead that have damage reduction silver that are outside of the normal ones, like the Nightwalker. Um, that's a challenge. That's a pretty powerful one. Um, Nightcrawlers. Aren't most of those other mummies ones negated or no, no. by magical weapons, though? I forget the rules on that. Well, it's oh, weird because yeah. it says silver and magic. Okay, so it's the and that's doing it? Yeah, I, I think it requires both to overcome it if it's the and. Well, let's look it up. Nightwing. Because I did, I did think it had to be the specific one, except that, like fire, like uh, whatever, whatever type of damage, fire, fire. Yeah. Would overcome no matter what it was. Cold, that sort of stuff. Hmm. But um, I guess I'll read through it here. They take normal damage from energy attacks. So we know that one. Yeah. Spells, spell-like abilities, and supernatural abilities. I haven't seen weapons yet. It does say if they're not made from the right material, but, they're, but they have an enhancement bonus, so they're magic. It's still halved. So if you have a magic but not silver, then okay. it would still be halved or... Not halved, but uh, reduced. Know, reduced. Yeah. All right. That makes more sense because I remember seeing that and being like, "What's the point of even having this additional Silver, thing?" Yeah. Like, I figured maybe it was for like low magic uh, campaigns where you could still have a you know, silver bullet essentially against a werewolf. So if we can't do the silver thing, then if we all have you know fire based or whatever, you know, yeah, should do good too. And I got a few fireballs I can lob now. Oh, dear God, no. <laughs> no, his wisdom's up. His wisdom's up. We're good. You'll expect it, but it won't but happen. But is his willpower up? Yeah. Yeah. By, by definition. <laughs> Two points uh, on the, whatchamacallit. So I am a rogue, though, which means my willpower. It's, I think, like a plus four is their willpower. You just need to get slippery mind, and right. then you can uh, use your decks. All right, so let's prepare. So we need lots of force stuff. Force stuff and... Energy attacks, which I think we already had taken care of with between all our weapons. And I... So that would be that would be kind of how... Like if you hit them with your weapon, I guess that extra energy die roll yeah. would get the full amount. Yeah. Yeah, but his arrow wouldn't unless it was silvered and... Well, yeah. I do have some silver arrows that I can use. Yeah, so, okay. And with my quiver, I pretty much have an unlimited number since they return to the quiver after firing. 
I'm really wondering if I should wake up in the morning and make uh, scene visibility permanent. Yeah, I'll need something for corporeal. I imagine it might work more like a, like a blind sense or something, because I'm looking in like basically the artery, and I doubt any corporeal. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. All right. Well, we can put see invisibility into your ring, okay. and because uh, it's personal, so I can't cast it on you. No. Thank you. <laughs> Man, mage armor is gonna, or magic missile is gonna cut into my shields. Yeah. And get rid of shocking grasp though. Magic missile. All right, undent trades, no constitution score, dark vision to 60 feet, immunity to all mind-affecting effects, immunity to poison, sleep, paralysis, stunning, disease, and death effects, not subject to criticals or non, not subject to critical hits, non-lethal damage, ability drain, or energy drain, immune to damage to ability scores as well as to fatigue, um, immunity to any effects that require a fortitude save, Illusions? It it probably is colder than my fridge. Yeah. Um, not affected by race dead or incarnate. Uh, it doesn't say illusion. Um, mind affecting. Yeah, the, I guess I would probably fall under mind affecting. I'm trying to figure out if it would, because mind affecting might mean like charm. It, yeah. Well, okay. It specifically states some. It says immunity to all mind-affecting effects, charms, compulsion, phantasms, patterns, and morale effects. So it doesn't necessarily state illusions. Because there are illusions that aren't mind-affecting, right? Yeah. Because they're like... What, light they're actually effect. projecting a, yeah. an image. So I'm trying to figure out if I should just drop mirror image. Bl um, blink isn't going to work against them because Blink takes you into the ethereal plane. Yeah, they exist in both. Blindness, deafness isn't going to work on them. All right, well, there's one way to find out, and we'll uh, put the mirror image in. You know, one thing it does not specifically state that I thought was just part of Undead was that positive energy hurts them, like healing effects. What about it? It doesn't specifically state I think it's that. in the... Uh, it's in the spell description. Yeah. Undead type. Is it in the spell? I thought it did say in the Undead type, but you're right. I mean, it... It could also just be in the... Uh, Lay on hands. Because I know it's a touch attack for lay on hands. Let's see. It should be in like the cure light wounds or one of the cure. But I mean, they're literally negative energy. They're the. Yeah. Rope trick because we don't know how. Oh, it long. does specifically say that negative energy heals them. I'm looking yeah. for the opposite though. Yeah, I mean, that is going back to the beginning. The problem we had with this is. Okay. It, spell it, it says, says it, it in Cure Light Wounds, it, mm. in, in it, it specifically says, Since undead are powered by negative energy, this spell deals damage to them instead of curing their wounds. An undead creature can apply spell resistance and can attempt a will save to take half damage. Oh, man. All right, Justin. So. Fireball? Dis Welcome back. Dispel magic or a third flaming arrow? Um, I'm honestly going to say the flaming arrow most likely maybe to spill magic to back up john but fireball would probably be the least damaging output i could do that way yeah i'd almost go with um the dis the dispel magic all right because i do have a i always have the at least the lightning damage um if we go up against something that 
has a fire weakness, then that would be nice. But I have some spells I can use in that case. They're not powerful spells, but yeah, I've got some cure spells I can use on them. Can, I think I I think I can. Can I have two mnemonic enhancers going? A couple of magic <laughs> missiles. Uh, I guess I have the cure critical wounds. I could use on mm. them. Yeah. Okay. So um, you guys are doing all this research and preparations when you get back and then be going to bed. Casimir, are you staying out with the dwarves? No, mainly I wanted to kind of sit and uh, get to like maybe ease tensions, mm -hmm. uh, have a couple sips here or there, maybe act like I'm more drunk than I am or not act, but, you know, yeah. get caught up in the revelry, which Casimir has a hard time doing anyway. Okay. But I mainly wanted to get kind of a situation report from Nazus on some stuff. Okay. Like his various scouting and if he's uh, come in contact with uh, any oddities in the, of the mines or anything like that. Okay. So one quick out of game question. Do we want the shepherd's pie or raviolis today? Ooh, that's a tough choice, Justin. They don't have, they ran out of the stuffed peppers for this week, so. Dude, I'm all about that shepherd's pie, but yeah. if someone wants rally ovies, I'm I'm good with that. Shepherd's pie is good with me. Thank you. Um, so invisibility still might work against them. We're not sure. Oh yeah, and I also wanted to ask Nazus if he had found anything out, or if he had seen any signs of that ogre that escaped with us. Okay, so Nazus is like. He's like, sorry, I haven't made it out to report to you guys since you got back, but I have been very busy and I have a lot of things to tell you. I haven't seen any sign of that ogre that you've talked about. I have done some preliminary scouting of the mines and we're actually intending in two days to go do an expedition there and clear it out. I am extremely confident based on what I have found that there's nothing in the mines. And so he, he goes on to explain what he found as he went in, you know, cause that who knows they had, the mines had been open. Who knows how long before everything changed. Mm. So it's quite a trek down, um, past, you know, generation after generation going deeper and deeper for more metal. Okay. Yeah. So he says that as he went down, um, it's kind of a, he was kind of intrigued by the, the archeology span of it because the, the further down he went, the newer, like the artifacts became. And he reached a point where you visibly could begin mining. Like you could see veins, right? And it was in this area that, um, a, a really large section had been hollowed out over the generations and it was used as the camp basically. So it had all the, you know, you know, it even had like wooden constructions to separate rooms and things like that for people to stay in bunks. Okay. Diaries. And based on the diaries that he read, uh, he's like, he says that he is a hundred, well, 99% certain that the, the people of cradle that were working those mines just got tired of it. Like mm. it's so deep and oppressive and elves, you know, at least uh, what the diary said, you know, the, the one that he read, that person, whoever it was opine that elves are not meant to be 
so deep underground for so long. I and, agree with that. And, um, you know, life is so simple and cradle that, they, and, you know, there were plenty of, at that point, there had been plenty of metal mined and created and they didn't need more. They didn't think, and they just got tired of it. So they just, they all agreed. Um, we're just going to quit and tell everybody there's ghosts down here. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's written in the diary for the guy who Nazus assumes must have been the foreman back then. <laughs> mm. Like we've, we've all agreed. We're tired of it. We don't need this metal. It's too deep underground. I'm tired. It, it takes like a week to get out. I miss my kids. I'm not doing it anymore. And everybody mm. agrees. So we're, we're leaving. Hmm. So he says, you know, based on all that, and as he went down and down and he reached that point, he saw no signs whatsoever of anything dangerous. It's just oppressive and dark and underground. He says he's suited for it. But even the militia that he took with him, like even by the time they got there, he could look at them and see that they just, didn't they didn't like it. like it. They're not well suited for it. So he believes that diary. And he says, uh, but things have changed. And he's talked to people who agree that things have changed and that we need that metal now. And nobody's going to believe him if he doesn't go in there with with the militia and actually, you know. Hmm. Me and my companions are thinking about venturing into the mines, most likely tomorrow or the day after. Oh, perfect. Uh, we would love your company. Yeah. Or would you, we, would you allow us to accompany you, perhaps? Well, if you're, if you're going to go then I I don't need to. I have other things. And that's the other thing he wanted to talk to you about was that um, Rohan had found some homes out in the forest that were empty, like yeah. empty. And there was clear sign of, you know, something terrible happening there. And he, and so he says, those are vampires. I'm certain of it. And I'm going to go track them down and see where they're. We encountered there. one in the, uh, was it the Dwarven ruins underground? Mm hmm yeah, that that is very, very important for sure. Well, based on what I've seen and the incredibly high rolls I get as a GM character, <laughs> I'm certain that they're they're vampires that that took those people and they need to be tracked down to their lair and eradicated. And that is the sort of job I just love. All so. right. Let's so if you want to go check the mines, then I can go start on that project. Yes, yeah, sounds like a plan. I'll go inform my companions that most likely there's nothing. Well, it changed is what he said, right? So most likely any of the spirits are new. Right. Yeah, I mean, he didn't see any. Yeah, I'll stand up and I'll thank him and, turn, and the dwarves for their... Uh... Okay, make a fortitude save. <laughs> oh, shit. Dwarven drink. Uh, it was the dwarven... Uh, tobacco yeah one or the other <laughs> it's just uh it's just their beard hair <laughs> they smoke their own beard hair <laughs> <laughs> but it it also houses the spirits of the dead it's a it's the perpetual torment it's the damned dwarven souls end up in the beard matrix dude that that reminds me of the scene in doom patrol which is one of the only scenes in TV that I've ever had to actually turn away from with the beard hunter eating the drain beard hair. Oh. <laughs> uh, like he started to do it and I actually had to turn away from the TV. <laughs> so I see an opportunity here to just claim that we did 
overcome a great evil in the minds. That's yeah. true. <laughs> and it could be something that Graham and might... Pe- uh, people like a story, you know, to keep them going. Well, besides that, the only way to make sure that these spirits don't return is a constant elf presence mining those mines. So mm. there's that too. <laughs> Compulsory labor. I like it, Fenrith. You're really going That's to be what a the church is dictator. all about. <laughs> Setting up, uh, what do they call it? Rohan? What's that system of government when a religion's at top? Theocracy. Theocracy. Theocracy there we go. Or sometimes okay. fundamentalism. Well, actually, depending on how this fort save goes, it's called theocracy. <laughs> yeah, so as you stand up, you get like a rush to your head, and you know, from that, what you were smoking there. <laughs> And, uh, lights out. No, no, it just, you're just, it makes you so calm. <laughs> you're just so chill. Um, but I mean, you recognize it, but recognizing it doesn't change. Yeah. It. You're, so you're, you're like, affected. Wow, I'm really relaxed, man. <laughs> yeah. Man, that tree. Pretty cool. <laughs> I go yeah, lay man. down. Finger painting's cool. And uh, you're not tired. Yeah. But but you're just really chill. Well, I need to get my sleep. Yeah. So I'm just going to chill, get some sleep, maybe eat some of those uh, dried rations that uh, that new servant keeps in the pantry. <laughs> what is his name? You remember his name? Not here, Graham? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. All right. And then, um, yeah, so you're going to head back to the home? Yeah, I'll kind of just take a leisurely walk, is look that, at everything. Is that where you're going, Fenrith? Back to the yeah, home of the heroes. I went back with uh, with Graham. <clears throat> okay, all right, Graham, Fenrith, Rohan, make a listen check for me in the tower. Oh man, am I going to be stoned and waylaid at some point? <laughs> <laughs> Don't waylay me, man. <laughs> hey, man, like haven't you ever heard like personal space? <laughs> this is pissing me off. All right, listen in the tower. How's our anarcho system supposed to work <laughs> if you keep violating that law? Okay. All right. And then, uh, yeah, so, Casimir, uh, you make it back to the home of the heroes. No problem. And then you guys can get some sleep. Setting out in the morning? Yeah. So I think, uh, what spells were we going to do? Or do we have to prepare those? I'm preparing them in the morning. Oh, okay. How much travel do we have between now and the mines? Is it a full day away or? Actually, I think I had Sea Invisibility prepared. I'm not sure, though, because I've been preparing as I've been talking here. If we take the rocks, it shouldn't be more than a couple of hours in the morning. Yeah, it won't take very long by by air. I forget about that sometimes. <laughs> and now we can have a conversation with them on the way. If you want, I think I did have Sea Invisibility prepared. You can try to waylay me as I'm heading to my room. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure thing, Graham. <laughs> I don't know if I'd trust uh, drunk Casimir casting. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll just wait for the morning. His, uh, his good mood when he comes in really throws up my alert system. Oh, so I just <laughs> back away. It's not, it's not good mood. It's just calm. So, And honestly, like, I, there's been some tobaccos I've smoked that basically do that to you too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Graham, don't don't worry about it. We can <laughs> cast the spell in the morning. 
I was talking to Nazus. He said there's pro- it's nothing too much to worry about. Whatever it is, <laughs> it's all new. I'll try to say something that won't alert him and just slide <laughs> away. Or maybe I'll just uh, What's that tumble over there? <laughs> tumble. <laughs> yeah, without uh stopping, uh I'll turn to whoever's closest <laughs> and continue my sentence. <laughs> now that's a drunk person reaction. <laughs> All right, so in the morning, I'm going to need an extra 20 minutes of prep time because I'll be doing this without armor on. Okay. Because <laughs> we're going to be casting two uh, mnemonic enhancers, uh, which I believe I can do. Uh, if you don't like that, just tell me and I'll keep it down to one from... No, well, yeah, it's okay. fine. So there's one, there's two, and I don't have armor on, so they actually don't... Uh, have to worry about those checks. That's good because you would have failed one. Of them. Yeah. Dang it. Oh, there we go. Combat. Oh, Brandon. One thing I'd like to do early today is, you know, how when we first started out years and years ago, um, one of the things my character was doing was trying to draw rough maps of everywhere we went. Yeah. Um, I want to stop my my mom's house. And drop those off. Okay. And um, leave a couple of other uh, memento items with her. Um, I want to leave like my dagger and those maps and uh, the artisan tools I was using to make make Graham's bow. Okay. Yeah, you can stop by there, no problem. Am I safe to delete that tome of understanding from my inventory? Yeah. And also, was I able to? Get all or some of those items I requested from the alchemist and the blacksmith. Yeah, the yes, you were. Yeah. Okay, so I have. So basically, I'm going to look like uh, those war videos when you're seeing all the tracers go off on the AA guns. <laughs> when you're doing what? I got six magic missiles prepared oh, nice. <laughs> due to mnemonic enhancer. I do like when it gets up to that that many magic missiles. And how many do you shoot out at each one now? I think I'm capped. Oh, right. That's up to three, four, four, four. A lot of missiles. Let's see. And then I think I will, if that's okay with you, Brandon, uh, permanency, see invisibility on myself as well. Actually, let's see if I actually want to put up with that. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it doesn't have like a, I just know, I just see them. It doesn't have like a weird haze or anything. It won't affect the dark vision. Okay. So... Ooh, well, it's five missiles. It is? At ninth level, yeah. Okay, so here goes that. How long does permanency take? Is it just uh, two rounds? Okay, so see invisibility and permanency. And then I do have a teleport in case we need to get out of the there quick. Which would probably be good. How long did Nazu say it took to get all the way down? Like weeks, did yeah. he say? A couple weeks. <clears throat> We're going to need food. Yeah. Well, can't, yeah. Is that like return home or is it? Uh... And then you can also create food, can't you? Create food and water. Yeah, I, do I can also... create food and water and then I can do word of recall. If there's another spell that you wanted to prepare, Casimir. No, I like uh, teleport because uh, worst comes worst, we can, like where does, the, the do you designate a site to return home to or? Yeah. And we can use teleport like escape then. Or we could use word of recall like escape and 
vice versa, however you want to do it, where one takes us to the entrance of the mine, and then the other one will take us home if need be. Uh, so I'll uh, prepare that this morning. Also, once we find the mine, then we can get back quicker too. No more flying. Yeah. All right. So yeah, you cast that spell on yourself, and then um, <clears throat> you cast permanent on it, Casimir. Okay. Permanency. So now you can permanently see invisibility. Um, and then what are the rest of you doing this morning before you head out? Making sure all my gear is in order. I got that new stuff to pack away, and uh, just my morning routine. Short walk around the hero house. And I'm gonna go to uh, <laughs> Rohan's mom's house and drop off all of my elf ears. Tell her that they were his. These were his trophies from that last uh, adventure we went on. Okay. I think you got added to a list based on its look. <laughs> all right. So you guys woke up and you're making all your preparations, and then um, you guys are gonna fly out to the mines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll say that. You're, you know, a couple minutes from heading out the door when you hear uh, just a terrible crashing sound coming from outside. And then some a blaring, like um, some blaring sound that you don't recognize coming from outside. At this point, Folwin come bursting in the front door and his eyes are wide with terror. And he's like, something broke the gate. All right, yeah, grab, uh, well, ready my trident and go running past them out into the, the yard, I guess. And they're talking about the, the village gate, right? No, no, you're the gate oh. to the home of the, the wall around your house. Oh, okay, yeah. Man, we need to get it defended. We need archers on the on the battlements. <laughs> All right, so Casimir, you're going to go running out? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll grab my bow and also head out. Yep. To keep with the joke, I'll grab Rohan's bow and head out. <laughs> In that case, I'll grab Bloodtooth. <laughs> Don't. He'll get mad. So does that That's mean our... I get your trident and you take my sword? <laughs> I was going to threaten and say you can yes, try to maybe. take my trident, but the problem is <laughs> more than are able to. So. <laughs> so you probably get my trident and your sword. <laughs> it's probably the dwarfs again. Okay. You come Houses running out. Are evil and some such. You should be able to see the map now. Have you all seen it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I have seen it. You go running out into the yard and you get up to like where you are on that map is like, that's the representation of the stables, really not the house. The house is further to the left and the lighthouse isn't there. But uh, I just made this quickly based off of the overhead representation of the island as a whole. So. But for the parts that you can see, it'll suit our purposes. So you can see the wall around your yard there, and you can see the gate over to the east that's busted apart now. Um, And then in front of you, or off over there inside the gate, where that sound, that blaring horn sound was coming from, uh, you you see this uh, massive uh, humanoid in shape creature composed entirely of metal golem is your first thought as you look at it um and you see that it's all made of metal uh but as you take a second look you can see that there's like gaps in its armor plates that reveal spinning gears and arcing electricity inside of it 
Um, and then it's clank and you can hear clanking and whirring sounds even when it's standing still, but, uh, it's not right now. It's stomping, uh, in your direction. So it's reminiscent of an iron golem in its size and shape, but it seems composed of steel, brass, copper, and maybe even adamantine, some other things you don't recognize. Its wrists are bulky, um, as if it was wearing thick bracers that extend partway over its hands. And it's got a massive head, but it's shaped like a heavy helm with only a slit where eyes would be. And inside that slit, you can see blue flashes of light and spinning gears. And that head is constantly spinning in all directions. Um, and then it's got a small, odd protrusion extending off the back quadrant of its head um, that sticks up a little bit. It's shaped vaguely like a star, and that is also spinning constantly. <laughs> There's a bulky box-shaped protrusion on its back, like it's wearing a heavy pack almost. That makes it appear hunched back, though it stands tall and straight. Um, it's impossible to determine if it's attached to this creature or if it's wearing it. Um, and it's, you know, stopping in your direction. This thing is um, large. And as you come out there and look at it and it stomps towards you, it says, uh, wait one second, let me get. Okay. Yeah. So it stomps towards you and it says in this odd voice, um, obviously not human. And it says, these lands are under the rulership of Emperor Dragon LeBlanc. All assemble and bow to your emperor. Magic is illegal. The use of magic carries a penalty of death. Approach me and bow. Swear loyalty to Emperor Dragon LeBlanc, who rules these lands now. Immediately comply or you will be destroyed. And then it repeats that message. Everybody roll initiative. I'll take option two. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh. All the high initiative rolls. Graham and your plus eight. <laughs> All right, Graham, you get the first move now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I um, the old urge to, to say something without thinking rises up, but I'll kind of choke it off and look at the rest of uh, the group. And uh, I guess I'll just make sure my dagger's ready. And I will ready an action to attack this thing if it comes within my threatened range. But that's it for now. All right, then we'll go to Rohan, your move. So as a free action, I'll say, does anyone recognize this thing or read about a thing like this? <laughs> Look at the book. Well, <laughs> at this point, um, as you say that, Rohan, um, let me find it. As you say that, Mudsway comes out, and he was over here because, you know, he's waiting to find out, like, if you guys are going to fly him or what. Um, but he comes out and sees it, and you can see the color drain from his face completely. And uh, he obviously looks terrified. All right. that That's everything I need. I'll uh, take a five-foot step forward, so it's within one range of my bow. And... Unleash a bunch of arrows at it. <laughs> it will throw on warning shot. Yep. All right. So your first arrow hits, the second uh, ricochets off of it, and the third arrow hits, and the fourth ricochets off of it. All right. I might not have the attack to hit this thing. <clears throat> there are the two arrows that I hit with. All right. Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't think I'll be able to hit it with my last shot, but I think I should be able to fairly regularly hit it with my first. Okay. All right. And then, uh, yeah, so you, a couple of your arrows do stick into it. It doesn't seem like they go in very far. Um, but anything else for you, Rohan? Nope. All right. Casimir. Well, no reason to say anything because Rohan's already uh, taken care of that. Uh, I'll double move to there. Okay. And ready my trident. I forget. What is uh, defensively? Is it part of an attack action or is it just... Uh, if you want to do total defense, it's your standard. If you want to add it, it's okay. part of an attack. All right. So, yeah, I won't do any of that. I'm done. I'm going to get splatted. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, this looks different through the eyes of wise uh, Graham now. I'm just like, <laughs> wait, what are we doing? <laughs> Shouldn't we have talked? No. It said it'll kill us if we use magic. And I can't live without magic. I'm hooked. <laughs> well, no, yeah, we know how despondent Fenrith gets when he's um, that's nauseous. What, and... <laughs> that's what it would appear to us, uh, though, is like his god isn't dead or dying, yeah. and he's not distraught over that. He's distraught over the <laughs> fact that when he prays, he doesn't get magic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Um, what other reason is there to go into the clergy? Well, uh, identify would be the reason. Save 100 uh, gold pieces every time you cast it, if you're a cleric. Yeah. But if he doesn't get spells from his god, what other reason hmm. is there to, to go into the clergy? That's a good well, point. Other than fancy robes. And... Don't they only get identify as a specific domain spell? Yeah, magical. Um, That's a good point. Uh, Like, technically, like, armor and attack-wise, it's not that bad for a cleric. Yeah. Same with a paladin. Uh, the bonus feats... Are bad, but if you're someone who's religiously inclined, even if you're not getting miracles, I mean, you can't really do too much worse than than a cleric. Yeah, but still. All right, so you see, Mudsway, he goes um, taking off at uh, high speed up uh, towards the northern wall there, but generally in the direction of that, and he's like, uh, "We're doomed." Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fenrith, that brings us to you. All right, I will. I will cast Righteous Might on myself. Okay. All right. So that takes effect on you, Righteous Might, and that's the one that makes you bigger? Yeah. And then I'll move once. Okay. Yeah, so you grow in size then and start towering over your companions, and you can stomp forward. Anything else for you? No, that's it for this turn. Okay. So this... um. This uh, construct here, um, it it says hostility detected, <laughs> magic use detected. Does that mean it's going to go right past me? Towards Eradication the... protocols engaged. Um, so then it uh, raises its arm. Mm. Uh, it raises its arm and points at uh, Fenrith and then... <laughs> the most magical at the moment. It, uh, well, all you see is like this bright red beam appear from its hand and it, and it fires straight towards Fenrith. Disintegrate. <laughs> they hit. And, uh, this, save. no, there's no need there. This beam slams into you, Fenrith, right into your chest. 
and we'll do uh 36 damage to you and uh okay avoid the beam <laughs> fired its laser it stomps up over here to you or it stops here uh casimir but um you know because it's just re- it's mo- just moving regularly it would provoke an attack from you mm, okay yeah i'll take a swipe at it <laughs> show that trident up his gears yeah nope yeah i mean so you're you hit it it just you're um screech of metal yeah basically you get a spark and it deflects off of it um wait a second no no never mind um that's a hit Mm. so as it uh as it gets up real right close to you you can see behind like that there's obviously some aberrant sparks uh coming off of the back of it somewhere and um it even seems like it has a limp as it walks and it's been damaged before um, but anyway, your uh, that hit is what you rolled is good enough to hit this one. Okay. So go ahead and roll damage. Oh, nice. I got colors now. Yeah. So there you go. You're able to like, you know, stab into it and, you know, nice. scratch and scrape the metal and, uh, that's its turn. And that brings us to you, Graham. Okay. So I guess we're doing this. I'll click on the haste boots as a free action and. Start moving. Come on. What's going on? I had 30 feet. Okay. And put haste on you. How long does it last? 10 rounds? Yeah. Okay. I will, let's see, double move up to there, but I have to tumble through part of it. All right. To get by them. Actually, let's get the opposing side so I can get clobbered here real quick. Hmm. Okay. So I'm actually going through, I think, in this case. So. Tumble roll. We need to get you a way to see through obscuring mist. Nice. And that is my full turn. So I moved up. Yeah, there we go. Okay. So that way we could cast around creatures that use range like this, prevent them from shooting outside, and you can shoot in, no problem. All right, Rohan, that brings us to you. <laughs> Why did it do that? Um, all right, so I'm going to take a five-foot step kind of to the side to clear my... Um, line of fire since Bender's big butt is, was now in my way and tell Graham to be careful as you could probably walk under his legs what was it you're like five something yeah but still firing up at this thing I'd have to fire right through his butt um, <laughs> not so. that you have to you just <laughs> that's how it's gonna go down yeah <laughs> so yeah I'll all right, so you got three hits there and one miss. One deflects off and right into Casimir's eye. Ah, oh, dang it, Rohan. Hey, that's the danger you're running up. Uh, so one, two, three. Decent damage. All right, so yeah, three arrows stick into him, but you can tell that they're not doing as much damage as as normally it would. It's got some resistances or something is, is making the... So the arrows are... Like when they penetrate, they're barely sticking in, but um, but it is damage. Okay. Not, not as much as it ought to be under normal circumstances. Uh, okay, so that's you. Anything else for you, Ron? No, that'll be my turn. Okay, and that'll bring us to Casimir. Hmm? Your turn. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. I had an attack opportunity. I was like, there yeah. yeah. I'll full attack. I'll minus five from it. And add it to my defense. Don't forget to add your flanking bonus, too. So I'll minus 
five, but only three of it will count. Okay. If this thing can be flanked, that is. Yes. Okay. And then I'll full attack. All right, both of those are a hit. Okay. First one, second one. Ouch. And that's my turn. Yeah, so you're... Um, when you stab and slash into this thing, Casimir, after watching Rohan's arrows, um, you're surprised to see that your, your trident's not having any problems uh, doing damage to this thing. It just slices right through. So... Um, which, you know, because of the adamantine mm. of your trident. And then, um, can I have see. to switch to your dagger, Rohan? Yeah. Or my two magic missiles. <laughs> so Mudsway, he keeps going on this circular path towards it. And you can see his hand flash out and, um, something bright and shiny. He throws something bright and shiny through the air. Um, all right. Take your bets. Chakram or Ninja Star? Glow stick. Oh, okay. He's a raver. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, uh, was it like cyber goth clothing is what his actual armor is? <laughs> yeah. You just hear this bass sound coming yeah, over yeah, your yeah, left yeah, shoulder. Yeah. No, I mean, you can see it stick right into its arm, like right in front of you. And it's like a star-shaped throwing knife. And it sticks into the arm, like just enough to stay there for a split second and then fall. And you see it disappear before it hits the ground, but that's uh, his move. And then Fenrith, that'll bring us to you. All right, I'll cast Divine Power on myself. I'm going to wonder if he also has an insatiable bloodlust because I'm going to link it to the returning is what causes <laughs> Graham to... <laughs> All right, so you cast Divine Power on you and you can feel the strength of Coralon surging through you. Anything else for your turn? All right, and then I'll move again. Okay. Behemoths. Clear my line of fire. Clear my line of fire. You don't have a mischance anymore, Justin. All right. So he's tromping along arrows are literally flying right by his head and underneath his right arms. Right by my naked buttocks. Exposed. You wear chaps. I was sleeping. Full plate with as all clerics. Nude. All right, so it... All, um, all clerics are nude in the bed. <laughs> this thing says, um, uh, you're violating emperor's law. You, Stop, criminal scum. The sentence is death. You will be destroyed. And it takes a... kind of like to Try it. Yeah. Five foot step back here. And then it raises its hand again and points at you, Fenrith. Uh, but actually this time both hands and each one fires a beam at you. Uh, but they, one of them hits, the other one goes wide and, uh, our house, that, that one deals 35 damage to you. Hmm. Is it okay. didn't destroy our house. It just destroyed the light tower. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Graham. All right. So Graham, here you are behind this thing, sort of. And, um, you're looking at it, and you know that these are the sorts of things that you just you can't right get your sneak attack on. I but, resigned myself. No, as you look at it though, um, you see some areas where inside of it there's gaps, and you can see whirling gears, some crystals in there that are flashing, pulsing, and um, you get this sense from Bloodtooth that. Uh, 
you might be able to do more damage to this than than you would a a regular construct ordinarily. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll five foot up and try to unleash a flurry of attacks, full attack, uh, fighting defensively. Let me apply that first. Make sure you don't get any of like your long flowing bandana or cape or <laughs> shirt. The gears, yeah. Right. Lose that wisdom bonus. Okay, so we'll go off with my main hand first. All right, so you um, start, you know, stabbing, slashing, and um, you know, a couple of your attacks definitely just glance off the thick metal, but one of them uh, definitely hits the sweet spot in there. Stabs deep enough to get one of those pulsing crystals, nice. and you you hear a pop, you know, like a rock bursting in a fire, maybe. And uh, so, yeah, you can roll your critical damage on that. All right, let me do my offhand here too. The other two attacks, no, no luck. Well, one of them hit. Okay, um, so uh, two hits I got then. There's the damage part. I don't know why it didn't critical. Was it sneak attack that you're referring to, or just critical? Either, both. Mm-hmm. Oh, because the type probably wouldn't allow it normally, right? Uh, yeah. So, um, you're just gonna have to like roll critical damage, and I'll apply it to its hit points. Okay. Let's see if I can. Or wait. So you roll. Yeah. <clears throat> if I can force it. So there's a critical roll. If you want that one instead. Yeah, that'll work. And I'll let's see. I guess that was the first attack. All right, so the sneak attack goes through. Hang on one second. Yeah, it does. Okay, so what I'd like is, well, I guess it's going to do this uh, sneak attack, but I also have the uh, the staggering strike now, so anytime I hit the sneak attack, uh, for one round, the enemy acts like they're staggered. That's when you're at zero hit points, so you can take one action on your next round, right? Okay. Uh, unless... Would that be considered like a, not a death effect, but something close to that? Uh, like a stun effect? I'll, I'll say that's not going to work on this. Okay. All right. So let me get your sneak attack damage. I like these kinds of constructs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was a total of 30, 41, and it took 11. So I need to add 30. Okay. And that's it for me. Yeah. So you get back there and you just start stabbing and slashing and you, you know, you, you can... You, you pop some of those crystals, you see some wires get sliced through and um, it staggers even like, you know, like it's balance starts to f- seems like it's about to fail. It manages to right itself, but you do some serious damage to it for sure. All right. And then Rohan, that brings us to you. Yeah. Once again, kind of sidestep a little bit to get a clear line of fire and unleash a volley of arrows at it. Does that critical? Um, no, you can't critical. Okay. All right. So I hit once or twice there. Two hits. Okay. Wait. So hit, miss, hit, hit. Three hits. Three hits. Sorry, that was the critical damage. Um, That's okay. Uh, I can do one more and you can just get rid of the 42. I mean, it's all right. It didn't do 42. Mm. Okay. It, it, it It's modifying it. Modified it. So okay. Yeah, but you stick some more arrows into it, and now you can see um, it just starts sparking, like from all sides of it, sparking electricity. 
and its head starts spinning and smoke comes out of it and it you can hear it say violation of imperial law violation of imperial and then it just sort of and then it just sort of stops moving hunches over it doesn't fall but it just stops and teleport it into the ocean Wait. i would go with it <laughs> teleport us into the ocean i'll bring us back what's this thing made of first dane if we and can then, take it apart we could use the metal yeah so there true. you go i mean casimir it would be your turn give it to the dwarves yeah, I'll, for ourselves. <laughs> I'll wait. Uh, I guess I'll delay an action, see if it's going to start moving again. If it does, then I'll attack it. Okay. Um. All right, and then Fenner's got to hit it at least once. Mm-hmm. Use your ghost in these mines or something. You might as well have banned all magic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't. It doesn't do anything else. Just sits there. So now you guys like the 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 noise has stopped and uh you know you're catching your breath and uh all you hear is silence over the over the island. You don't see any more enemies appear, but Mudsway he's like if that one's here there's got to be more coming. These things never go by themselves. But it was damaged. How did it get here? So he obviously knows something about it, but what you were fleeing in your homeland? This, among other things, this is a law enforcer. This is what this this is called. They uh, spoke of an emperor. Yeah, yeah. He ru- he rules the entire continent. That's uh, who I was fleeing. He's uh, enslaved basically everybody. Outlawed magic. Um, he's basically as evil as as they come. If he's outlawed magic, then what is this thing? And I'll poke it with my <laughs> trident. It's not magic. That's what they say. That's the official line, and nobody nobody will speak out against them. They can look at you right in the face and tell you the sun's not up, and you don't dare say otherwise. Do detect magic. But they say that it's not magic. They say it's a creation of science. <laughs> hmm. And they've even, officially, they say magic isn't even real. I mean, we, we all know it's a lie. I mean, I have magical items on my person right now. We all know it's a lie, but no one dares speak out against them. Uh, I'll just look at myself. That seems uh, completely untrue. As uh, I will do detect magic, though, and look at it. Very magical. I believe the time is fast approaching when About we will need to see as these human gets. lands. <laughs> uh, I'll point out to you, Casimir, yeah. um, what I had saw on the other side of it, so that if we come across any others, you know, maybe next mm. time let uh, let Fenrith get powered yeah. up and let him take the brunt and we just hit it from the back or I'll, wherever uh, the weak point's at. I'll go around and see what Graham was talking about, the various crystals or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Are they like the crystals we found in the Dwarven area? Yep. They look a lot like that. <laughs> and uh, so while he's doing that, though, uh, you hear some muttering after you say that. You hear some muttering from Bloodtooth. He's like, it's just like you not to appreciate me. <laughs> what are you talking so, about now are we gonna go kill an emperor and that's when he says they're not gonna be able to they're not gonna be able to do that what i what i can do well i know they can't do the uh speaking in game terms now i know they can't do the sneak attack but the critical still work <laughs> no that was my thought no they're not gonna be able to do any damage to it like that just you 
just because of me. Well, forget about it, Casimir. You don't even appreciate me. <laughs> I do, but I'm not going to go around just saying it all His day long. Voice sorts of fa- sort of fades as he grumbles, like he's moving away, <laughs> right. you know. But then, uh, then he goes silent. You can feel some petulant, you know, anger coming. From him. <laughs> Graham, with his wisdom increase, is now able to recognize Casimir's. I'm ignoring this yeah. face. <laughs> just pretend it's all all right. So, Casimir, when you look at the back, you can see that um, there was obviously previously plates in place that would have obstructed yeah those you 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 know if this thing had not already been damaged right you don't think you'd have been able to even i mean maybe depending on how it moves because Mm. they're you know Uh, designed to make it able to move but yeah you're looking at it and you're like no in normal circumstances there'd be no way to even see the the those choice parts inside there. Yeah, so it appears that it was obviously damaged based on how it was acting. But yeah. Fenrith, you do detect magic. Um, clearly, just like you would if it were a golem. Can I try to push Graham to make a, a like a disabled device check as a knowledge? <coughs> to see what? Pry one of those crystals out or something? Uh, well, um, mainly like uh, maybe, uh, yeah, I'll take one of the crystals, but also like uh, weaknesses or how it's constructed perhaps because you're going to be able to discern how to take it apart right if it's actual you know machinery not that you can do that to a creature but when it's when it's active (laughs) so once once we get up well once i get up closer is the metal that it's made of the same that um casimir's trident is made of yeah you see a lot of it there's also other metals (laughs) hmm gonna make arrowheads that's what i'm hoping do we have anyone with the knowledge on how to work animantine? Dwarves. We have a lot of dwarves in our that is our true right now that had already you know mentioned that that's what they do. Have them so scrap it. We'll keep the crystals. For time. Yeah. All right. So Graham. Yeah, I guess I'm trying to get one of these <laughs> crystals. <laughs> now yeah. it sounds like a bad idea. All of a sudden. <laughs> no, I'll 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 make the roll for you. Okay. Yeah, but I'll be like, uh, and it appears that those crystals that we found in the dwarven continent power perhaps what do you think graham and that'll be my getting him in there start rooting around i'll politely wait till after he's done his conversation with blood tooth though (laughs) you're like he's behaving oddly oh never mind there he is (laughs) i might be able to figure out yeah i think you identified the book for me uh yes oh no no i was talking about blood tooth oh i might might have knowledge on sentient weapons no luck no so i mean you're looking at it and um you're not i mean no you're you're not able to determine enough about how it's put together to, to, to decide it. how to take it apart besides you know a pry bar and yeah. an elephant you know it's, it's in there pretty good casimir but you do know you know from like your training and stuff like you know, there's golems. Everybody knows about. There's also clockwork machines that, like the old old couple makes. This really reminds you of some of the stuff they make. Like really, yeah. because you see all sorts of like gears and gizmos and widgets in there, and um, and so you know, like from your training, that I mean, with that particular skill, there is a way if you get good enough to be able to sabotage creations like this. Mm. But um, you. Just looking at it, you're, it's beyond you right now. 
gonna need to kill more of them. All right. We're wasting daylight. We need to get to those mines. I say we mount the rocks, have one of them pick this up if they're able to, which they might be. I think should be able to. Yeah. And we carry this into town. Let Nazus know that he may need to stay in town rather than go hunting the vampires in order to protect it from Mudsway says uh, some of these have a have a way of exploding after they're destroyed. Mm. I figured as much. <laughs> I was worried about such. And I the, I don't know which ones do and which don't. And I don't I don't know, but I know that there have been stories of some of these some of the emperors contraptions um exploding when they're destroyed killing everybody All around right. them then we'll fling it into the ocean instead fenrith break it apart while you're still giant that might trigger it i like that's why the, the rest of us will move of back oh. to the dwarfs <laughs> just let them know it'll explode yeah the dwarfs might might not care they probably enjoy it i care about do. if they're going to be dismantling it in the middle of town right so i just won't do it in the middle of town yeah we could send them here just yeah, tell them to Well, I mean, here. depending on how big the explosion is, this is pretty a safe place to do it. Your yard is pretty large, so. Well, how big does do those stories say, Mudsway? Well, s smaller ones will, you know, take out everybody standing around it, and bigger ones take out a building. Hmm. Right Although, in. if this is going to explode, I'm going to go put my armor on first. <laughs> Very well. Um who wants to fly by the village and... They can drop it off. Well, or... not drop it off, just inform the oh, dwarves. Yeah, yeah. so um, Mudsway says, he starts talking and he says that um, uh, Emperor LeBlanc uh, came to power a couple hundred years ago. And at the time, it was just a small like kingdom in the, uh, the southeast or no, the southwest corner of the continent, but they just started taking over everything they could see, and pretty soon they ruled the whole continent, and they outlawed magic, and then enslaved all the gnomes, and nobody's seen gnomes for a hundred years, and people suspect that they were just eradicated. Hmm. Uh, even all, the, all of the um, monster races have been enslaved and serve the emperor now. He has whole armies of orcs wearing... Crisp, well-pressed military uniforms and behaving properly, as he would put it. <laughs> but he rules with an iron fist. Generally, people aren't allowed to leave the town that they live in without permission. Like, there's no travel allowed. And uh, what of you and the people who you sailed with? Obviously, you're criminals. Mm -hmm. We just kept one step ahead by being expert sailors, but then they built the airships and we couldn't get away from them. And finally we decided we had to leave airships. Yeah. They're massive. They're massive ships. They fly through the air. We got some sort of crystals that draw power. What they say from the sun. I mean, some of us suspect they're magical in nature, but they say it's all science. They say it's all steam engines and ke chemical something or other. I don't know. I don't understand it, but they rule with an iron fist. There's no freedom left in my lands. When we decided to leave, we were taken by that storm. Do these have any way of reporting back to him? Or can he scry? Well, you wouldn't know on the magical sense, I guess. But Some people say, and he kicks that little spinning star that was coming out of its head. Some people say these send messages mm. to each other. I don't, 
I don't know if it's true or not. Fenrith, you should cut it off just in case. Well, oh, it's not spinning now. It most likely already sent whatever it did, if that was what it is for, Rohan. Yeah, but still, we don't know much about this thing. I think rendering it as harmless as we can, dismantling its weapons while it, just in case it is playing dead of, of some sort. Perhaps. Ver- it's quite obvious that there are magical uh, users amongst that king's court if the king himself is not a extremely powerful magician to have lived hundreds of years uh he most likely can is scrying or can scry upon this object at any point though if a report was sent it's already the cat's out of the bag (laughs) all right so then at this point now everybody hears the clear sound of clanking and stomping and running feet coming from beyond the broken gate and then uh as you look up, uh, more uh, more approaching creatures come into focus. So I'll describe them as they move into the yard there. Give me one second here. All right. So <clears throat> these ones are not large. They're just medium sized. I mean, they're bigger than you, but they're, you know, uh, these ones are. You can see them. They're humanoid as well as they come stomping in there. You can see cogs and gears visible in the gaps of their armor. And they're carrying pole arms. And they're standing upright and they're marching very sharply in a line. And they come assemble in. Um, so these are obviously, you know, mechanical creations as well. Golems or clockworks or something of that nature. Obviously not human. They're they're designed to look fearsome. They have, you know, helmets with the glowing some glow coming from the eye slit and they're carrying these uh, long, very well fashioned um, pole arms. Let me get them on here. Okay. All right. So you can see them come marching in and they um, seem to speak with one voice and they say um, an assault on the emperor's soldiers is the same as an assault on the emperor himself. You will be eradicated. Do not resist. Emperor LeBlanc rules these lands. And they've got their pole arms and they're marching towards you. Um, and um, behind them, you can see, uh, and this is quite a surprise to you, but you see behind them more creatures approaching. But these ones look a bit more familiar, if a little out of place. Um, all right. So these ones, let me get you the description here. These are. Um, goblins they're similar in appearance to other goblins you've seen but these are nonetheless markedly different that retains the hideous and evil appearance but whereas most goblins dress in rags or poorly cured leathers or stolen pieces of armor these creatures are dressed in a well-fitting strikingly clean military uniform black boots and metal helm are polished to a shine and they wear a bright red coat over their armor These ones have two black bandoliers filled with vials crisscrossing their chest and a large black canvas uh, pack hanging from their back and an assortment of pouches adorn their belts along with a short sword. And um, they all have a single dark wooden pin on their collar, which seems to serve as an insignia of rank or some sort. Now, even on the move, as they march in, they stand tall and march in, you know, straight in a show of discipline that nobody 
familiar with goblins would have ever thought possible. So they come in, they're, they're holding slings in their hands, oddly, oddly oversized slings as they come uh, stomping into the courtyard behind the, uh, these automatons. So, um, here we are grouped up for splash damage. Give a little holy symbol and remember our dearly departed friend Narg. Yeah, so they come in, and um, that would put us at uh, Fenrith. Actually, it'll be it'll it would have been on your turn. So, um, so that's what you see, Fenrith. They come marching in. All right. All right, I will summon a blade barrier and warn my companions to let them come to you. Don't move to engage them. (laughs) No problem. I believe that the, uh, the ones at the closest edge of that will end up taking or doing the reflex save. All right, so where is the barrier? You're doing a circle? Yeah. Okay, so we'll do this one. And what's the reflex save? Um, I can target, it's a 20, but I can target if you want. So you would get, yeah, the ones, yeah. All right, yeah, so you cast this spell and this barrier blade springs up around them. Kills, slices a couple of the goblins apart right away. And anything else for your turn? Um, nope. Just reiterate my warning. Of don't, don't go in to engage them. Let them come to you. All right. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, this blade barrier springs up and you know, whirling blades, and you can hear the sound of it slicing through those goblins and these uh, clock, these uh, um, clockwork soldiers just march forward as if they don't care. Did we go with that the blade barriers invisible? Is that why he had to warn us? That's what he's yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that so much more. <laughs> Do you want me to roll that one, Brandon? Yep. Uh you'll get um all of them, all these um 1 through 5 uh and yeah, all of them. You'll target all of them with it. Yeah, so they come marching forward with their pole arms and you can hear that terrible sound is you know blades of force go just thunking into them over and over and shrieking and uh cracking but they you know they don't give any reaction to it um so then they just start stabbing those nearby with these pole arms that they have let's see so graham this one will do a stab at you with this halberd sorry halberd and gets a hit yeah, that's for fifteen damage to you. That wasn't a critical. Uh, since there was no, I mean, never mind. Server on forty, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think they can miss me. Well, I mean, he he got a nineteen. Well, I'd, if uh, this wasn't a new combat, then I guess technically I still would have had my fighting defensively bonus on. Would it? Would it have? No, no, okay. not in that one. I, that's why I said it didn't matter. All right. Um, all right. So that one is too close. And then we'll go to this one. will stab at you as well. As if he 
I believe he gets a bonus to his AC as well for the Blade Barrier. So Blade Barrier provides cover plus four bonus to AC plus two bonus on reflex saves against attacks made through it. Uh, plus four. What does that make your AC? Um, good question. Is it over thirty-seven? I don't know yeah. if it's enough to save you from this, though, man. Uh, so let's see. I got twenty-four there. One from haste. Three from fighting defensively, and then another four. So it's thirty-two. Like thirty-two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's not enough. I don't uh, like how this happened. Um. Okay. So that's Ooh. them. <laughs> no. That's your escape artist. I don't think I'm caught in anything. Just curious. That's not high. Why are you trying to... I'm guessing he's figuring that they're probably going to try to... Oh, net me? Well, no, I was going to cast Entangled. Mm. Oh. In order to get all of them, I think I may have to get you in there yeah. as well. <laughs> well, At I least think on I'm, the edge. I'll go before you go, right? Because if yeah. we started with Fenrith, I'm yeah. not going to stay there. What? <laughs> and hold You're the not line. Tank? <laughs> Graham, I thought you wanted to take on every aspect of the adventurer's life. That but if I could tanking, okay. If I could trap them inside that blade barrier, that yeah, would that's help that's a cool combo. <laughs> They're just like getting chewed up. Yeah. Uh, that's the one thing that didn't change with Graham's wisdom boost is uh, is not wanting to tank. <laughs> In fact, it probably got worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gonna tell him to disarm a trap, and he's gonna be like, "That's kind of dangerous, don't you?" <laughs> a little Gasmer? tanky. Yeah. But now I stand five feet away and off to the side when I disarm trap with because I got those long spoons. <laughs> They're on a lot, and then it goes out at a ninety degree angle, and I have like first a mirror. You, first, you wait so to see if I. Take the five foot step back away from you. <laughs> Time to bust out the spoons. <laughs> All right. So this one of these goblins comes up swinging that or whirling that sling and flings something at you, Fenrith. Um, let me make sure I got it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, at least these clockwork things don't have a high reflex save. Mm. Yeah, like uh, if they're anything like golems, they don't really need or want one usually. Yeah, they might be able to strength their way out, but it should at least trap them for one round. If it even affects them. Like we, like they're clockwork so that they might not have magical immunity, but you never know. Well, this is Can a I use a hero point them. to re-roll that? Sure. Oh. I'll need a f- fort save from okay. Rohan and from Casimir. Sorry, I rolled a will save first. And the fort save was 35 now. Okay. Okay. So yeah, this thing whirls this sling around and and chuck and the stone slams against Fenrith and explodes in its loud, extremely loud sound, this deafening bang. But uh, it doesn't affect your hearing. <clears throat> Are they flashbanging us? There's a thunderstone. I think <laughs> so. All right, and then um, you see another one step up, and instead of the sling, he's got something in his hand, and you can see a spark, and he, you know, he's lighting something on fire. And uh, he throws it at Fenrith again. Has it reflex saves this time? That's my low one. Yeah. Um, so let me just target everybody mm. with it. Yeah, that's actually my low one now, too, that I got the the wizard will save bonus. I need to get one of those Graham books so that way I can get my wisdom up there a bit. I want one level of cleric. That's all I need. Just the one. 
Yeah, so he throws this thing at you and uh, lands at your feet. And um, let's see, Casimir fails his save, and Fenrith and Rohan are successful. Yeah, no damage. No. And then oh, it explodes. Nice. So he basically threw a bomb at you. <clears throat> and um, I shouldn't have taken that damage if it was a reflex save. That's true. Yeah, you shouldn't have. But you did. But I did. <laughs> oh. How much did you take? Just two. Uh, okay. And then, um, let's see, the next one comes up. This one's Whirl in its uh, sling as well at Fenrith again. There are no Rohan, sorry. This is where I wouldn't mind having telekinesis. Just move something into that blade barrier and just leave them there. But your reflex yeah. save is successful. So it throws this thing at you and it sort of pops and starts spreading this goo around, but it doesn't doesn't stick to you and cause you any trouble. But, you know, you recognize that that's like a Tanglefoot bag that it tossed at you. Like, ha, Graham used to use those as tricks. <laughs> um, And then... Yeah, so that's theirs, and then that'll bring us back to Graham. Now, Graham, there's more that are getting in within range to attack you than the ones who already did, but it's yeah. your move. Yeah, I want to tumble away. Say it to there. We'll do one move action. Okay. Oh, well, how many did I have to move past? Yeah, you also have hero points. No, I mean, I, I got the first one. Four. I, it's not like an auto fail. Three, sorry, three. Just trying to, so. Dang. That's against Jeez, a 16, man. or is it plus two? Let me look. Well, it still would have made it, right? Yeah, I'm just. Uh, for your next one. For the one. other one. Yeah. Starts at 15, plus two for each be on the first. So now, now I will fail if I do that more. So there's stop. one. That just make it 19. But uh, it goes 17, 19, and then now it would be oh, 21. 21. All right. And then the final one. Oh, yeah. Right, were there four? Three. Three. You, yeah, so you're good. Okay. You rolled three ones. Yeah. Almost in a row. Out of four, that's... Okay. <coughs> so you go tumbling away. I'm create it, call Cthulhu. Back flipping and sliding, and uh, you get away from them. Anything else for you? Yeah, two? I'll end up there. I'll put... Um, I'll make Bloodtooth one, and I suppose that will be the end. Okay. Of everything. <laughs> and uh, Rohan, that'll bring us to you. It's like this here okay. once they get close I'm to each other. I'm going <laughs> to move back away from them, and then I'm going to cast Entangle. So let's see. So the, the aerial cover will be right about... Does fire burn that away? Um, yep. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so not quite. I wish you could move pointers once you, once you've. You can. Yeah, you can. You get the you pointer can. to the center of right it. Right in the middle. And grab that little, little white dot. square. Gotta find the middle. Yeah. Sometimes it, it'll show there you where is. it is. If you, okay. There, you there go. we go. So yeah, I kind of want to put it in this area. Let's go like that. Um. So yeah, I guess I'll have to target them all, and then cast it tangled. Why did it do that? Because there's a save on it, isn't there? Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, so weeds and grasses and whatnot sprout, thorns sprout from the ground and start wrapping themselves around these things here. Yeah, and any of the ones that fail uh, can't move without making a DC 20 strength check or a DC 20 escape artist check. The ones that are successful can only move half movement speed. Okay. It looks to you like every single one of them have been entangled. Good. Anything else for your turn? Nope, that, that's my turn. It's always nice when I get a chance to do something other than just shoot my bow. Mm. All right, so Casimir, here's what happens on your turn. So these things are like getting all wrapped up with vines and thorns and stuff. And, um, you know, they're struggling against him, but they're all stuck. So what's what's your move? I'm probably going to move up and, uh, well, you can't do anything if you're on full defense, right? Just a move action. Move action? Okay. Yeah. No, it's like, that's Rohan. Uh, I guess I'm already actually close enough. I was targeting Rohan. Uh, so I will just go full defense. What was that plus two? Oh, uh, I forget. I think it's four. Four defense, defense is four. All right. Okay. And that'll be my turn. Fenrith, your turn. <laughs> So, which ones is this blade barrier going to go off of? Well, the ones that are you know, at the edge of it, pretty much all. Would it yep. be three and six as well? Yeah. All right. So, these blade barriers, again, go chopping through, and you can see bits of metal and wood go flying off in every direction. And um, <clears throat> then they start exploding. Oh. Um, and Fenrith, you're at the outside edge, so you... They're not, they don't do any damage to you, but you can tell by their radius of some of those, you're at the very edge of the explosion, but um, they start if, uh, just blowing those goblins up. live, then I'll <laughs> cast Flame Strike, but if they don't, I'm okay. We could take them hostage, well, uh, prisoner. Well, we'll see if they even live first. Yeah, but they, uh, they might have valuable uh, info. Worse comes worse. It's been a while since we tortured something. We've never tortured anything. <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> okay. Uh, Thank yeah, they... The church. The goblins yeah. are still alive. Did you want to do something else? Oh. So, torture or flame strike? <laughs> Not torture. Imprisonment. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Um, I guess we're going to take them prisoner, so... I don't speak goblin, but I'll tell them to lay down their arms or I'll burn them to a crisp. Okay. Can I translate as a free action? Sure. Anything else for your turn, Fenra? Um, just delay my action, or okay. uh, a partial action, I guess, to cast a spell. All right. All right, so Ron, you translate into goblin, um, and then, uh, you know, they're all standing there struggling against these vines. They don't say anything back. And uh, let's see, that one, it's a DC 20 strength. Mm -hmm. Okay. Although, any way they go, they're going to have to run through the blade barrier. So yeah. all right. maybe just so you can see what they do. You see them all struggling, trying to break free, but they can't. And then uh, they snatch something out of their bandolier and drink it. You're not sure what it is, but. That takes care of our problem, I guess. It's at this point, then, you see a shadow go across the sun, and you look up into the sky, and you hear that blaring alarm sound once again that that earlier one was making. And as you look up, you see an enormous ship gliding through the sky. 
Mm. about a hundred feet up and just above the water out towards the beach. And, uh, you see it floating in a, uh, generally a easterly direction as if it's following the coastline and you hear that alarm coming from it. And then a loud booming voice, um, that once again, sounds mechanical, but saying these lands are under the rule of, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just like that other one was Emperor LeBlanc. <clears throat> uh, surrender and uh, you will not be harmed. This is- Magic is illegal. All violators will be eradicated. Present yourselves on the beach. Bow to your emperor. This is why we get just hammered so bad on our first encounters. Because I'm all ready to go for ghosts, Justin. Mm-hmm. Then you had to go and pull the dang emperor. Um, <laughs> why are you pulling emperors, you? <laughs> Isn't that what you guys wanted me to pull? <laughs> we need some XP, Rohan. Yeah. <laughs> Pulling. Hey, it wasn't me. He was he tagged on to Shoreveen as he ran past. Mm. Thought we were doing ghost <laughs> patrol. Perhaps though. So this thing uh, is enormous, bigger than any ship you've ever seen. It's shaped just like a ship, as if it is meant to be in the water, as far as like the undersides of it. And off to on the side of it that you have vision of, the port side, you can see multiple strange steel tubes sticking out doors on the side of it. This one, uh, it has uh, propellers um, sticking off the back and the sides of it, but it's also held aloft by this enormous balloon that's strapped to the ship itself with um, cables. Um, but that's what this looks like. It is, what is that? That would be 80, no, maybe about a hundred feet long and it's blotting out the sun right now. And, uh, it's too high to see any people on it, but, uh, there is that voice coming from it. And that's where we'll have to stop for today. And we'll pick it up there next time. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Thank man. You, Brandon. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Brandon. Looks like Mudsway might not need to build that boat. Hmm. Might yeah. build a yeah. commandeer and emperor ship. In style. Oh, we're gonna, uh... This has been a Death Watch production. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.